In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for. I'm itching, I've got a problem. There's a problem we need to tackle. And it's not, I'm itching, I mean that sounds terrible uh, to start this. So you know what, the problem is... From one of the game changers. A game changer struggle. It's come via the Game Changer group. And what they say is they are having fun telling the in-laws not to try and play and interact all the time, not to throw toys, mm-hmm. try not to interrupt him when he's chewing, try not to let their other dogs sit on the lap all the time, constantly whilst they eat their breakfast, try not to reward them for nagging, barking. Ah, I'm tearing my hair out. What do I do with the in-laws? Mm. What do I do? Like I'm struggling here. And this, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. You'll have, you know, potentially somebody in your life that maybe doesn't do things quite how you would like them to be done or maybe does lots of things that you wish that they would never do. Never do. And so how do we approach that? Because of course we have lots of people in our lives and, um, you know, given left to their own devices I'm sure they wouldn't maybe so, make the choices we would want I'm thinking yesterday was a great example Tom and mm-hmm. I were recording yesterday mm-hmm. we we're recording a book I'm not going to tell you too much but we we're recording a book yes. and only yesterday uh, as soon as I walked in and I had a young dog with me mm-hmm. the first thing I said to everybody was I gave them a really clear instruction yeah. so actually um, I didn't even give them yet something to do and I do sometimes give them something mm-hmm. to do and we'll talk about that too but straight away I was like ignore the pup mm-hmm. Ignore the pup. Yeah. Don't touch her. And so, you know, yeah. what? I did give them a don't do straight away. So I gave them very clear, ignore the pup. Yeah. Right so before was, we even started. And that's the key. So that's the first tip that we've got for you is actually make clear what you want to happen. Tell them your when expectation. When that dog comes into the space, yeah. you know, at that point or even beforehand so that there's a really clear expectation of what should what and that should look like ignore the puppy or ignore the dog or it, it just ignore them for me mm-hmm. it's such a clear expectation and it's such a an obvious one and mm-hmm. um, i did have to qualify and i qualified it with she might be on your feet mm-hmm. so actually it had a high cost to it yeah and um, so actually i think they were straight away like oh yeah, okay there's a good reason for yeah. that uh, but i think i gave a very clear expectation because i knew and so yeah. many people go oh but it's so hard and i'm like i know and she'll be on your feet so just really clear expectations straight away yeah absolutely then the second tip that we've got for you is um you listed a lot of the things that you don't want and that you know all your list sounds very accurate and great and so what what we'd be thinking about is what do you want what could you get them to do with your dog or in that environment that actually would nullify all of those things. So maybe it might, I don't know, for example, be when you spot her being calm and lying down 
I'm going to give you a bit of food and you can give a and bit of food to her. It could be, like with the young dog we were talking about yesterday, it could be maybe just drop a piece of food mm-hmm. out of your hand, like drip feeding, yeah. but don't actually make a big deal of it. So yeah. I'd be saying, right, just drop food just casually. You've got five pieces here. You can throw them or you can drop them next to you. Mm-hmm. And that would be amazing. Like that yeah. would help me out loads. Yeah, absolutely. So thinking about a what do I want? And there might be many what do you want? And that's totally fine. But people are way more receptive to being given a job. If you give them a job, then they'll probably do it very diligently. If you tell them all the things that they shouldn't do, then one, they'll probably do them anyway. And two, they'll probably find more things that they shouldn't be doing and do those. And so that would be the second tip. Third tip that we've got for you. This one is... It's really important, especially when you're potentially getting people visiting your house, coming into the environment that your dog is in. And that is anchor people. So actually get them to sit down somewhere. Give them a cup of tea. Favorite things to do. It's like, take a seat there. I'll just go and grab you a glass of water or take a seat there. We're in the UK, so it's not always water weather. Mm -hmm. Take a seat there. I'll get you a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And when you do that, you've given them an instruction. They wouldn't not sit there because you told them sit there yeah absolutely next tip is often people will want to help and they'll say something like oh I'll take them out to the toilet or oh I'll you know whip them around the block on lead or oh I'll um, I'll do that you know I love dogs let me do it like I love dogs I really love dogs yeah and you've got to be quick to actually be very very grateful and say but it's okay. I'm going to do it because X, Y, Z, right? And you've just, I think the temptation is to be like, oh, I feel bad be saying ready. no to someone who's off- offering help. It's be ready in appreciation and at the same time be able to say no, isn't yeah. it? Like you've got to be able to say no. Yeah, absolutely. And so that might be, for example, oh, it's fine. I will take them out to the toilet because they can get very easily distracted and then the next thing she'll toilet on the carpet. So I will take her out, but thank you so much. And I appreciate that input. And at the same time, Yeah, I got this. We've got this. Okay, next one for me. um, And I think this is something that when I've got um, a dog around a new person is try and get them into a conversation Mm -hmm. that actually I'm I'm engaging them. So I'll actively try and engage the person in some way. Uh, And so I can then craftily be like throwing ninja treats in, but actually engage that person because ultimately that person's got capacity. And I think that's often what's happening. They've got capacity. So they're they're going on something else to engage them in something, whether that's how their day's been or whether it's something they're doing at home, maybe a garden project or a window project or a glassware project or whatever it might be. I know a friend of mine who loves my dogs. She's doing pottery at the moment. Mm. And so I would ask, her because I know that that's the sort of thing she likes. The other thing she did recently was a wreath. She made a wreath and I'd be like Mm -hmm. asking her about things like that. So I'd try to tackle that rather than um, let her do hands all over the puppy. Yeah, absolutely. Next up is actually catch them doing something that you quite like and then telling them really great job because actually people no matter their age are incredibly responsive to being given like some praise or a compliment or you know that was really really great thinking to make that choice little bit of reinforcement goes such a long way yeah doesn't it a little bit of reinforcement you'll find they'll do it more and then you'll find that they'll be doing other things now that you're kind of weaving um your 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 approach into them you're you'll you'll they'll start to figure things out 
And I think this is really important to acknowledge that catch them doing something right and it will happen more and more. Yeah. Next tip would be if you're visiting somebody's house or at, or if actually people are visiting your house and you're experiencing this kind of um, conflict with you may, they're maybe doing things you don't want them to do, actually pop your dog on lead. Because if you pop your dog on lead, that stops your dog from actively getting involved in them and encouraging it. But also it's a it's kind of really cl- a lot of clarity to them that that dog is is not, you know, to to be involved with them and they're not to be involved with the dog. So pop them on lead, maybe do some drip feeding at your side, maybe pop your dog on a boundary. Um, And it's as much for your guests as it is for your dog in making it clear that they're not each other's business. And I think that's important, isn't it? That that, that just put in those boundaries and be okay with putting in boundaries. These are your boundaries. These are their boundaries. And actually, this is where we're going to be and this is where we meet on this. And Mm -hmm. I think boundaries, whether that's boundaries in terms of verbally what you explain or boundaries in terms of physically what you place, I think are really important, actually. Now, if you live with people that... um, you're you're having this struggle with right that then the, a little technique that can work quite well is to put your dog on a separate schedule to them so effectively what that means your in-laws might be in the living room uh, from i don't know 7 p.m onwards let's say well that's probably not a time when your dog's going to be in the living room i was room. just remembering <laughs> tom my completely forgot until you said that and then I used to have a rental house when I was in I was at uni I was studying law and I rented my my rooms to other students so we had um, a house and anyway uh, my late dog um, he was named Reef and um, he didn't like um, one of the uh, people that stayed in the house he Mm -hmm. thought he was a little bit wary of him Mm -hmm. he's a little bit spooked by him Mm -hmm. and this guy wanted to cuddle him like he Mm -hmm. desperately wanted to cuddle him and um, Christoph he wanted to cuddle Reef anyway uh, we had to put them on separate schedules and I remember yeah. it would be a moment like he would be like I'm going to the bathroom <laughs> and he would be telling us what he yeah. was no that's enough Christoph it's okay Reef's in bed it's okay like but we would definitely yeah. have very separate lifestyles for Reef now within about I don't know six weeks they started to live really harmoniously yeah. across each other but what I didn't want to happen is the wrong interaction and his was for a different reason he was actually quite spooked by him mm-hmm. but you know it was very similar yeah. in the sense I didn't want the wrong thing to be yeah, learned absolutely. and within six weeks I remember coming home one day and Christoph had him out playing football on the um, on the uh, outside green bit and I was like wow I didn't realise that was a thing but hey mm-hmm. uh, the thing is he but within within a few weeks we got to the place where they wanted to be mm-hmm. but actually we, we had to limit those interactions and Christoph was really on board as well mm-hmm. so actually almost onboarding yeah. people where it's appropriate so like we were talking about earlier and equally if not doing separate schedules without even being aware of it and yeah. my mum's terrible at this I love my mum to bits but she's terrible at this she's like are they okay are they okay if they're in their puppy pen or their crate yeah. or their other room or their are they okay are they warm do they have food like this mum this is not a dog who is not having a lovely time it's just they we're managing their interaction with you to try and stop the wrong things happening yeah. right Exactly. And so separate schedules can be really, really powerful for that. And often you'll find that certain conversations or certain conflicts will will happen at certain times of day. So we can immediately remove that as a, as a challenge by, um, by, by separating them away and having them on separate schedules. And equally, you know, your bucket might be quite full at the end of a day. And it's, you're much more likely to maybe move to a what don't I want kind of mindset than a what do I want mindset when actually you're kind of all out of patience for that day and that's totally fine and that's not a bad thing or saying anything saying anything bad about about you it's actually saying you know we're all like that and actually we can make then great choices around it so that we we acknowledge that 
And I think it's really important that whatever you decide and however you do it, you are the guardian of your dog's sort of um, day yeah. and how it all goes. Uh, and for me, when I'm making those decisions, like the decision I made yesterday, which is don't put your hands on her, I know that she's actually a little bit wary mm. and I know that she's actually um, a little bit aware. And rightly so. This is new stuff for her. And it's new learning. Yeah. And so rather than put her in a position of conflict or excitement or arousal or any of the things I don't want to put her in, I can make the best decisions for her. Mm. And ultimately, that is your responsibility as a an owner of your dog like yeah. that is absolutely your responsibility you get to do that right? you get it's, to do it and cool I'm thing. really I'm really I love the fact that I take charge of the learning mm. and I take charge of the direction it's going and I therefore know that it's going to go right because of the way I'm shaping it so yeah. for me this is win win so I really hope that we've answered a lot of that um, household um, conflict really because mm. ultimately it does create confusion and sometimes conflict yeah. I hope we've answered lots of that for you I absolutely know in the Game Changer crew this is what it's all about if you can share this podcast with a friend someone you walk with mm-hmm. maybe someone else you know has got family struggles with their dog yeah. maybe it's your neighbour maybe it's someone that you meet up in training class mm-hmm. maybe it's your social media share it share it share it because this is absolutely gold for anyone going through this struggle yeah. and we know it's going to put them in a better place absolutely and if you have not already left a review for the podcast make sure to do so whether that be on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or, iTunes or wherever else you listen and because that really gives context for people you know there's a lot of bad dog training advice out there. We've all been kind of a victim to it at times. And so leaving that review of saying, you know what, there is value in this podcast and it's not bad advice, that is going to help more dogs, more owners and grow the ripple. And remember next week, we have something very exciting for you. We have a brand new topic for you each and every week. And I think it's really good that you get to check this out every week. Make it your net time, make it your travel time, make it no extra time for you. Maybe you're sat in the bath or maybe you are in the car, but you get to listen to this, something that uplifts your day, something that renews your energy and your hope that actually no dog is ever lost, no relationship is ever lost. There is a game for that. So with that, guys, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, stay Stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 